0: You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. And welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Christopher Maselli. I'm here with my wife, Gina. How's it going, Gina?
1: It's going pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this. We're going into fall. It is going oh. to be beautiful. I'm so ready for it. After the summer.
0: Yes, the weather has cooled here. We're yes. excited about that. It
1: is gorgeous. It's <laughs> or, gorgeous. We
0: are also excited because today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. It's Marissa Corvisiero, and she is the founder and CEO of the Corvisiero literary agency. She's an attorney, a senior literary agent, a literary consultant, a speaker, an author, and she continues to practice law in New York City and specializes in publishing and corporate and trust and estates. And get this, she has attended over 100 (laughs) conferences and workshops. Wow. And of course, she continues to present on webinars, tutorials, boot camps, and so forth. And She even has her own workshop called called the Authorpreneur Workshop, where she teaches and coaches authors on writing, mindset, publishing, as a business, and so on. Marissa, so glad to have you here today. Welcome.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, that sounds like a mouthful. I'm really not that special.
1: (laughs) Oh, you sound very busy and (laughs) very much an expert in the field. So we are thrilled to have you.
2: I'm thoroughly immersed. Thank you, and I'm happy to. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having
1: me. I love the idea of the I know we're going to talk about it later, but I love the idea of the authorpreneur. And I know we're going to talk about that. But that is one thing that Chris and I have spent a lot of time talking about with authors is that the days of writing in a cabin in the woods and mailing (laughs) off your manuscript and letting being being isolated and just focused on the work and all of that, like those days are over and you have to be an entrepreneur as well. You have to be a business person and be savvy about it. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I know we're going to talk about that more, but I just am so excited that we're hearing that from other camps as well, from other people as well saying, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. It's very important. It's a business. I always say your book is your art, your baby, your blood, sweat, and tears, your time away from your kids and your loved ones. But once you want to share that book, the only way to share it, unless you're going to put it online and give it free, you, you need to sell it in, other, in order for people to how do you sell it by becoming a business person. So your book is your product. Your name is your brand. And you need to really figure out how to be an entrepreneur because you're really doing it on your own. And there's many components and a specific mindset that goes with that.
0: Yes, right. so. It takes a change of mindset, though, doesn't it? Because we do, we still have this romantic idea that as an author, I'm just going to sit in my office and write all day. And that's the most I need to see. Well, maybe go to some book signings after my book gets sold sort of thing. But it's, no, it's just so much more than that now.
2: So much more. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say for better or worse, because uh-huh. it's fantastic to have the ability to sit there and really focus. And you need to be that focus when you are writing mm-hmm. much more now to think about. But with all of that extra distractions and extra work also comes the autonomy and the ability and opportunities that you can take care of to sell your own stuff. We read your
1: bio and we see that you were an agent. And Mm -hmm. what made you want to become an agent? Because it looked like you, obviously, you had a lot of choices in different ways that you could have gone with your career. But what brought you to be a, a literary agent?
2: It was actually not a choice, if you can believe that. It just happened. I am I'm a writer, too, as my, you read on my bio, right? So I was practicing law, doing mergers and acquisitions a top global firm, sitting in a conference room one time and people were late. Something had happened. It was like a broken out session. And I was in the room almost by myself. Nobody was really talking. So I had a legal pen in front of me and I had a dream. <laughs> it all starts with a dream. And I just I was like, you know what, let me just start jotting things down. And somehow I just decided to start writing. Right. So long story made short, because I can go on about this for a while, how it all happened. It was just weird. So I started writing. And then when I finished writing that initial draft, I wrote DN. I'm like, OK, it's done. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? What's Perfect. What do I do with this? Like, how do I know if it's good? How do I know? Who do I give it to? I, I knew nothing like this. This was many years ago. So I started going to writers conferences. People I, I asked around and people are like, a smart thing to do by writing conferences you can meet people to tell you what to do you can learn a lot you can make contacts all of these things I was like absolutely let's do that so I started communicating with some authors and I got on some critique groups and beta readers and things like that and by that point I had my twin sons who are now 17 so that tells you how long ago this was and I started my own law practice because I didn't want to work keep working 85 hour weeks I would literally come home (laughs) with (laughs) twins I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? So anyway, I started my own practice. And at this point, I was making contacts with people at conferences, editors, and authors. And one day I got an email from this author. He said, I know you met so-and-so from this house. Do you think you could tell them that you represent me through my law firm? That you represent me and my work? I'm having a hard time finding an agent. And you read this. It's really good. So anyway, I ended up connecting him with the agent. And I unofficially negotiated that contract. Long story made short, it all happened. And like from him, I ended up doing other people. I was, oh, I'm actually really enjoying this. Let me see if I can talk to other people. I'm like, hey, Anyway, so then I met Lori Perkins, who had been agenting for maybe 22 years at the time. And she said to me, listen, if you want to be an agent, come work at my agency and I will mentor you. And in six months, you'll know everything you need to know about publishing. I'll teach you everything I know. Anyway, I ended up staying with Lori for two years. And okay. then one day. I think I'm going to start my own agency. She's like, it's about time. I didn't know when you were going to do this. She's like, oh, but I, I thought you were going to do this sooner. And I was like, <laughs> kids in the law firm, and like all these things. So I started my own agency as well. And this was in 2010, 2012, whenever that was. So that's how it started. So I was agenting before I was calling myself an agent. That's yeah.
0: a... sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that's how things, no, that's how sometimes things ha- like that happen. You, you fall into something out of necessity, right? <laughs> And then before you notice, oh, this becomes a career path a, for me, and this is a good thing, and I can help a lot of people. And
1: But also, Marissa, it sounds like you put yourself in the place so that those things could happen by yes. going to the writers' conferences, by making those <laughs> connections. It wasn't like you were sitting in your law office doing uh, mergers acquisitions or estate planning or something like that. And then it was like somebody just knocked on your door. You (laughs) actually put yourself in that world. And that's when the doors open, which I think is so valuable because Mm -hmm. there is a step that we have
2: to take for good things like that to happen. I love that you said that because that's when I do my mindset workshops and I, I tell people there's a formula to success. Like you need to have a dream, make a plan, take action. If you do nothing, nothing happens. Opportunities, you don't have to just be ready for opportunities. Sometimes you have to make your own opportunities. And the more knowledge you have, the more research, the more experience, the more people you know, the more likely you are to create those opportunities or to see them when other people might not.
0: That's so good. We're always encouraging authors to go to writers' conferences because that is where a lot of the opportunities happen, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And yet we're always amazed at how many writers have never even heard of writers' conferences. Like, they don't even know they exist, let alone attend them, let alone multiple writers' conferences every year.
2: I know. That makes me so sad. Plus, writing conferences are so much fun because you're literally there with, like, really like-minded people. I remember when I was writing, I would, like, have something that I thought was really clever that I had written. I would follow my husband around trying to read him things, and he would care less. you like... Of my imaginary friends. Okay. Like, I would be (laughs) doing (laughs) dishes. Or, like, thinking to myself, you'd be like, are you talking to your imaginary friends again? I didn't care less. He cared that I was writing, obviously, and he allowed me the space, but. He's just not a reader, not a writer. So he didn't get it. He didn't get the enthusiasm. He wasn't the right person to give me feedback. I always tell people like, you need a critique partner. You need all of these things. It's like you could give it to your mom and she'd be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so happy that you wrote a book. And it's fantastic. And it's not because she's not the right person to be critiquing it. She loves you. She's going to go easy on you. Unless she's like my sister who gave me like all these crazy feedback. And I was like, whoa. whoa, whoa. It's on the person, right? So you need to know right. who you're sharing your work with. Yeah, yeah that's a good.
0: Well, then now, It's interesting that we're talking about writing conferences because we've been attending writing conferences since the 90s, which is earlier on in our (laughs) career. And it was interesting because, you know, back then it was all about, hey, you almost don't need an agent. They certainly don't want to self-publish. What you want to do is you want to sit down across from an editor, pitch your work, and that's how you can become published. Then Mm -hmm. I would say about a decade later, a shift started happening and people say, No, you don't want to meet with agents. You want to get, an, or you don't want to meet with an editor. You want to get an agent, right? You want to meet an agent because they can help you have the opportunities. Then (laughs) about a decade after that, all the self-publishing things start. And then people say, you don't need editors or agents. (laughs) Now you need to do it all yourself. And when should someone sign with an agent versus just saying, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and go this alone.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you my opinion on the last thing that you said. You don't, when yes. you're self-published, you don't need an editor or an agent. I don't think that's exactly true. I think that the majority of the hybrid or self-published authors, anybody who's going indie now, they have a go-to that they helps them edit their work. So it's not a publishing yes. house, not somebody that's acquiring the book and giving them royalties and advances and stuff to publish their book, but it's somebody who's actually just editing the book. And so it's like so, yeah. that small and an agent is actually still really needed for several reasons. So if you have a project that's really successful, you could potentially turn around and sell that to a publisher, right? That's happening less and less because again, publishing trends, are things are changing, but there's also subrights, and there's a lot of things that you can't do on your own correction. You could do anything on your own these days, right? right. There's a reason right. for everything. And a lot of us have like different skills and different portes, and different contacts so we could do anything we want, but an agent really comes in handy to shop your audio rights your translation rights your merchandising your tv film options there's so many things that an agent can still do for you and then i mentioned hybrid publishing a lot of my especially my romance authors they're all hybrid so they sell some things and then i get them traditional deals for other things and the things that they self-publish i sell their sub rights so it's still like a give and take with the agent still i think because i'm an agent because i have to do I think it's helpful that's real
0: good is that common now for agents to say you can self-publish some material and we'll take others that because a a lot of times I hear authors feel like oh it's it's all or nothing if I go with an agent I can't do anything on my own then everything needs to go through the agent or I'm just going to do it myself so is there this balance now that's being found between you can still self-publish some material and and some the agent gets and how do you determine what goes where
2: It depends on the agent. A lot of them are not doing that. I am because I have found statistically that somebody who is hybrid gets the best of both worlds. So you get the autonomy, the freedom. You get to make all of the choices with the timing and the marketing and exactly what you want to write when you're independently published. And then you could get the security and the prestige, if you're still calling it that. So it's debatable. Oh, the support and the editing and the marketing team and the distribution from a traditional publisher. So, you, mm. when you put them both together, I've found that almost every single hybrid author that I've worked with makes more money by doing mm. both and merging them and picking and choosing and, and complementing each one. It's just they're most successful that way. Wow, and that doesn't good. work for every genre, it doesn't work for every genre. Because some genres are just doing better traditionally
1: published. That makes sense. But that is really nice to see that that combination and to see how it's changing. When should an author start thinking about, okay, it's time for me to get an agent? When do they know they're ready? Because I think a lot of authors, they get the idea for the book. You mentioned you, you have a dream. You get the idea. You write it. You may or may not get it edited which we strongly recommend that you Mm -hmm. get it edited even multiple (laughs) times for different types of things but uh, when is it time for that author to say okay yeah now i'm ready
2: i think that if first of all it's very important for them to decide which route they want to take If they want to go traditional or self-published or if they want to learn about both and figure out what to do for each project right Mm -hmm. so once they decide if they decide they want to publish something traditionally they should start researching making contacts and creating a list of um agents that represent their genre that they like that work with similar books to theirs maybe follow them on social media see if they like the temperament what they say what they believe in or things like that because An agent is a partner. They're not working for you. You're not working for them. You're partnering up to make sure that your book sees the light of day and gets shared with the world. So you want to make sure that you're picking somebody that you really want to work with, that you can get along with, that sort of has the same style and likes the things that you like. It helps So the research is important as soon as possible, but they should start pitching agents only when they finish their manuscript. And like you said, after it's polished and ready and edited and all of those things. And if they can afford an editor, that's what critique partners and beta readers are for. Mm
0: -hmm. Is, Is it hard to get an agent though? So you made your list, right? But then is it like you're still going through a vetting process with an agent or is it the kind of thing where it's, okay, as long as I think I've got someone interested, I can probably get any agent I want to sign that deal.
2: No, it's really, it's not that easy. And a lot of us, I was just looking at my query manager, which is the database where people upload their stuff for us to review. And we're getting over 20 submissions a day. That's a lot of reading and a lot of work. And for somebody like me, I have a lot of clients who I've had for years and I'm running the agency. I have a team of almost 14 people. I had the law firm. I have kids, stuff going on. So it takes us a lot of time to read the work, unfortunately. And I think a lot of agents. Are not even full-time agents. They have other jobs. And because of the volume that comes in, it takes us a while to get through the submissions. So that's one. Time is an issue. And also, we're, we have to be really picky. We need to pick things that are really ready that we think are super marketable and that we enjoy reading and working with and then we vet the author and make sure we want to work with them because of all of those components it's not easy to get an agent and sometimes the process takes a while it could uh, some people have been submitting their queries to agents for a couple of years and they've been declined Yes. so yeah so it's that's why it's very important to get line up your docs and figure out the best way to put your foot forward, make sure your manuscript is ready, your submission package is ready, make sure you're, you're targeting the right agent because you're, if you're pitching the wrong agent, say somebody, you have a romance novel and you pitch it to somebody who seems terrific online, but you don't do your research and they only, they're only acquiring science fiction and then you wait six months for them to read your work and then you get declined by somebody, you waited all that time by somebody who wasn't even a good fit. So you got to make sure you do your
0: yeah, so. yeah, we even see that at writers conferences where uh, when it comes to the pitching time, right? Everyone loves the pitching time. But if you don't do your research, you're much more likely to get your material rejected if you're pitching a children's book to a romance, you know, to to someone who does romance material. So you really have to be careful to make sure you you know what you're pitching, right?
2: Exactly. you got to know who you're pitching. And once you figure out the right people to pitch, then you have to make sure that you read their submission guidelines and that you send them exactly what they want to see. And it's the best that you can put together for them. Well, now we
1: touched on this at the beginning, but we're coming back around to it. The fourth annual Authorpreneur Workshop. Can you tell us about Mm -hmm. it? What is that? Yeah.
2: So we talked about entrepreneurs, right? So we decided it's a lot of writing conferences. And a lot of them have workshops and breakout sessions and lectures that really help people with the business side of things. And they have some craft things and business things and, and all of those things. But we put together a program for a full day workshop. That basically, once authors come to the workshop and leave, they know these are my publishing options. This is how to get an agent. This is what my submission package should look like. We talk to them about publishing deals and building a platform, like all of the things that they need to know. as a sort of foundation of the must know so they can get started on the right foot.
0: So this is intensive, right? It's like you're getting together and saying, okay, we're going to cover all of these things that you need to make sure that <laughs> you're ready to go.
2: <laughs> no, no. It, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty much how we designed it. And we have other agents and publishers coming in and doing some of the lectures and they take pitches and then we do panels and we offer critiques and we have a mini book camp on writing a synopsis, which involves feedback, a bunch of things.
0: yeah yeah. and and it's located where's it located
2: it's in red bank new jersey this is where this i'm in the new jersey office right now um it's in red bank and the hotel that it's at is the oyster point hotel which is basically like a walk from here and it's really pretty it's on the river so it's like a really relaxing atmosphere and i would love to just call this a a retreat but it's not a retreat and it's not relaxing because it's an intensive but Uh we do all A VIP day on Friday before the intensive workshop that people could sign up and we have specific lectures from the faculty and we do some fun local activities and we even do some meditating and then we go to dinner and we, it's like a networking intensive hands-on and the VIP package actually includes all of the critiques and pitching anybody they want during the workshop. Mm -hmm. And when is this? When does this happen? So the next one is going to be April 13. And the VIP section is the day before the April 12th, um, which is optional.
0: Very good. In 2024. It sounds to me like if you're living on the East, East Coast, this is a no-brainer, right? You, just, you, you need to sign up for this and go because this is a great way to get to just have that intensive time and get your material done, make sure you're all ready to go. But I imagine, do you have people fly in from all over to this sort of we thing? It sounds have- like the kind of thing you would.
2: I've had people drawing up from North Carolina and floor, flew from Florida. I had somebody from Brazil coming in, somebody from Texas one year. We've also done the workshop in California, Alabama, and North Carolina. So this is technically like East or South or whatever that is. Yeah. So we've done a few of them and I try to do them in different places. And those were like dual, like I did two those years. But it was just, it was a lot of and with everything going on, it's hard. I would love to do these in every state so everybody would have like access and it's less expensive for people to mm-hmm. come. But, it does. It, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of coordinating. And this year we have four literary agencies represented. We have about five publishers, picture books, young adult thriller agents. We also have a movie producer, a movie scout, an audiobook producer, and... Some other cool people, I forget. I'm sorry, it's that I can't remember right now, but yeah. cover like all, all of the people that people like to talk to. And yeah. they're all going to be sitting in a Q&A panel and they'll be around the whole time. And after the Saturday, we usually finish at like 3.30 or 4. And after that, we do a networking mixer and we drink and we do hors d'oeuvres and stuff and the faculty's there and people get to commingle and network and it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: That sounds like. But okay, Marissa, I'm all about the deals. So I know that be- between now and the end of this month, which is September of 2023, mm-hmm. uh, you've got some kind of special deal going on. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, it's the early bird special. So it's a super discounted price for anybody who registers early and saves their seat because space is limited. It's, it's not a huge hotel. It's not a big conference. So there's only a certain number of tickets that we can sell. So it's very hard for people to book their their seats super early. And that goes on until, I'm actually not sure, when we actually are finishing the early birth. But right. so we remember for sure. And then we do offer some discounts. And I'm going to share the codes with you. And maybe you could share in the description. We do offer military service and teacher discounts and some group discounts. And local writing associations can also discount codes. I'll try to share all of the codes applicable to you. So whoever wants to use them and share them, I'm happy to give discounts.
0: That's awesome. Okay, we'll put those in the show notes for sure. So if you're uh, curious about the conference, we'll have the link. We'll have the codes in the show notes, and you can find about all all about it in there.
2: Yes, thank thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Yes,
1: it was such a pleasure to have
2: you here today.
1: If you have enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to go back and check out all the ones we've been doing this for a while now. And would you also please rate, review, subscribe, and share this? Share this with other writers. Share it with people who would be interested in knowing more about when they should get an agent. There's just a lot of good stuff here. Yes. So.
0: Yes. And the reason we like doing this yes. is because together, what, Gina?
1: Together we have writing momentum.
2: Bye bye. Not beautiful.
0: You've been listening to the Writing Momentum podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Masselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum.